Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, and Lois Lane, girl reporter, see a chain of circumstantial evidence forged around editor Perry White. Listen. Yes, Lois, I'm positive the chief was framed on this hit-and-run charge. But is there no possible way to save him? Gosh, I don't know. This is as clever and fiendish a plot as I've ever seen. And there seem to be no weak spots in it. It's terrible, Clark. Yes, but unless we do find a weak spot and find the people behind it, Perry White will go to the penitentiary for a crime he did not commit. Say, how about the time you sprained your ankle or something and got laid up in bed a few days and missed all the fun with your crowd? Yes, sir, you just take things like being active and feeling swell for granted till they're suddenly yanked away from you. Right. And it's exactly the same way with freedom. We go along day by day and rarely stop to think how much freedom and liberty we enjoy. But if we lost our freedom, we'd sure realize then how precious it can be. You know, the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights aren't merely words on paper. They're the thoughts and beliefs of men, young men, who loved freedom so much they fought a war for it. And because these beliefs still live, nobody tells us Americans what we should think and how to worship and what we're allowed to say. What's more, nobody ever will, if we always cherish our freedom and know how we can keep it. Now look, in school, pay special attention to your American history. Learn about the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution with its precious Bill of Rights, because they're the very base of our freedom. Right. And make it a point to see these priceless documents and others yourself when the Freedom Train comes to your city soon. Your teacher and your local newspaper will keep you posted. So don't miss the Freedom Train. And remember, the more you know about freedom, the tighter you'll hang on to it. And now, the adventures of Superman. Determined to free Metropolis from the corrupt hold of political boss Mike Hickey and his powerful machine, Clark Kenton Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet, organized a reform party which chose White to run for mayor in the coming election. Then, the following evening, a man named Henry Niles was struck down by a hit-and-run driver and reported seriously injured. Reputable witnesses described the driver as a man resembling Perry White. And the license number of the hit-and-run car was White's own. Although strongly protesting his innocence, the gray-haired editor was arrested and jailed. The next morning, there was a feeling of gaiety in Mike Hickey's headquarters, located above a tavern on Morton Street. Men joked and laughed as they entered and left the long, smoke-filled room, in the center of which, dominating it like a throne, is a large barber's chair, in which sprawls the gross, heavy-jowled figure of the political boss. Behind him, working with comb and shears, is a barber. A girl manicurist sits beside him, humming. Before the chair is a desk, on which are two extension telephones, presided over by a blinking, foolishly grinning man called Punchy. Uh, did you see the day's gazette yet, Mr. Higgy? No, no, what's it say, Punchy? <laughs> well, listen to this. Two columns of headlines. Perry White, candidate for mayor on new reform party ticket, jailed as hit-and-run driver. <laughs> 
Somebody like that. <laughs> I like it fine. It couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> hey, fellas, you hear what the boss said? It couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> Hey, Punchy, the mayor's on extension one. Hey, you want to talk to the mayor, boss? Yeah, I'll talk to the chump. Give me the phone. Okay. Here you are, boss. Hello, Andy. What's in your mind? <laughs> sure, I saw the papers. Yeah, that finishes the reform party. It'll be just like old times again. People can vote for our boys or they don't have to vote at all. <laughs> you? I'm going to give you two more years in the city hall, Andy. You're welcome. Just keep on being a good boy and don't try to make any decisions. Remember, you get along with me only when you don't try to think for yourself. You got that? Okay. Goodbye. Yeah, Punchy, take the phone. Sure, boss. Uh, Pete's on the other extension. You want to talk to him? Yeah, yeah, I was just going to tell you to call him. <laughs> it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> Keep it up with Pete, boy. Oh, you're sure some character. Yeah, hey. <laughs> you really think so, huh? <laughs> Hello, Pete. <laughs> nice going, boy. It worked out swell. You tipped off the mayor just in case, didn't you? And the commissioner? Good. Okay. See you later, Pete. Right. So long. Take it away, Punchy. <laughs> uh, what's the joke, boy? <laughs> I was just thinking of that poor sucker, Perry White. <laughs> He's sure gonna look swell in convict stripes. <laughs> As Mike Hickey and his henchmen make merry over what they are certain will be the fate of Perry White, Clark Kent and Lois Lane arrive at the city hospital. And when they attempt to visit the man White is alleged to have injured... They are turned away by two police officers who stand guard at the door of the room. I told you they wouldn't let us in, Clark. That poor Mr. Niles is in a critical condition. Is he, Lois? Why, of course he is. You heard Inspector Henderson say that hit-and-run driver almost finished the poor man last night. Now, I don't know why you insisted on coming wait here, but wait, I... Wait, wait, Lois. What's the matter? Mr. Niles is not in a critical condition. As a matter of fact, he's perfectly all right. What? He's perfectly all right. They've got him bandaged like a mummy, but there isn't a thing wrong with him. Clark Kent, have you gone crazy? Not at all, Lois. I've just got the answer to this riddle at last. Come on. Where? Clark, wait a second. Listen. We're going Clark. to see Inspector Henderson. Hurry up. I want an order from you, Inspector, authorizing an independent physician appointed by the Medical Association to examine Harry Niles. Are you out of your mind, Kent? No. You see, I don't understand it, Inspector. He didn't even get into Niles' room. And yet he says there's nothing wrong with the poor man. There isn't. But Clark... Harry White was framed by this man, Niles, who's pretending to be seriously injured, and by another man made up to look like Mr. White, who drove the so-called hit-and-run car last night. Who says there's nothing wrong with Niles? I do. And I can prove it. How do you know? Because I... Well, never mind how I know. I'm sure of it. Oh, you looked through the closed door of Mr. Niles' room and through the bandages and saw there was nothing wrong, huh? Yeah. Next thing you'll be telling us is that you're Superman. Oh, this is no time for joking. Listen, Inspector. No, I... you listen to me, Kent. Oh, I realize you're upset about Mr. White. But this kind of talk will only make things worse for him and for you. But look, Inspector... Niles is under the care of a private physician who happened to be at the scene of the accident and of the chief of staff of the city hospital. They say he's critically injured. The city hospital man is Mike Hickey's political appointee. And it's my hunch this whole thing is a political plot to discredit Mr. White and the Reform Party. Uh, and I think the private physician, who just happened to be at the scene of the accident, was planted there. Nonsense, sheer nonsense. I'll prove it. If you'll permit me to bring a physician of recognized standing to Niles' hospital room. Well, you'll have to get that permission from the mayor, Kent. 
But I can't recommend it. You haven't a bit of proof. All right, then I'll go to the mayor. Go ahead. But if you'll listen to me, Kent... So long, Inspector. Be seeing you. Look, Mr. Mayor. Perry White's very life may be at stake. What harm can be done by letting another reputable physician, or two if you like, examine Harry Niles? The superintendent of City Hospital is as fine a man as there is in the world, Mr. Kent. All right. And it just happened that I know the private physician on the case, too. An excellent chap, excellent. I see no reason to go over their heads. But Mr. White's reputation is right. I am very busy now, Mr. Kent, so I'll have to ask you to leave. All right, Mr. Mayor. Before I go, let me tell you this. I know Perry White has been framed. And I'm going to blow this dirty plot wide open. I'm heading up to the governor's office right now, and I intend to spare no one, absolutely no one, Mr. Mayor, yourself included. Good day, sir. You've known Mr. White a long time, Governor. Do you believe he could be a hit-and-run driver? Uh, Frankly, Kent, I was never so shocked in my life as what I heard of it. I couldn't believe it. And you've known me a long time. Do you trust me? (laughs) Thoroughly, Kent. Thanks. Then don't ask me how I know, just believe me. When I tell you that I do know that Mr. White is being framed, and you can break the plot against him if you order a well-known physician, your own if you like, to examine Harry Niles, the so-called victim. Now, wait, Kent. It's only in a vital emergency that a governor takes it upon himself to override the mayor of a great city. It is an emergency. I tell you, Perry White was framed, Governor. Have Niles examined by your own physician, and he'll tell you. Well, yes, you you make it very hard for me to refuse you. Will you do it, sir? Yes. Yes, I'll do it, Oh, Kent. thank you, sir. Thank I'll you. send Colonel Adams, my personal physician, back to Metropolis with you at once. What will happen when Clark Kent and the governor's physician return to Metropolis? We'll know more when we return for the startling climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Say, you pep fans, when you collect those 24 pep photos of great screen and sports stars, you're in mighty exclusive company. Just think, can anyone buy these photos? Nope. Can they send away for them? No, sir. But they're yours as a prize. One in every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Correct. An actual glossy photo of a great movie or sports star like cute little Peggy Ann Garner of 20th Century Fox Pictures and beautiful Hedy Lamarr of United Artists. And George McAfee, great halfback of the Chicago Bears. And they're just a sample. Right. 24 different stars for you to collect in this great photo series. A whole gallery of celebrities. Each photo's clear and sharp, lifelike as can be. Yes, sir. Because each photo's made on real professional photographer's paper. The kind of paper that takes loads of wear, no matter how much you carry these photos around. Remember, keep collecting your photos from every package of Kellogg's Pep. Those catchy flakes of good whole wheat that make your breakfast fun to eat. After every spoonful of pep, you'll want to see how quick you can fill that spoon with another happy loaf. So fill your breakfast bowl with Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Accompanied by Colonel Adams, personal physician to Governor Marshall, Clark Kent returned to Metropolis. As we join him and Colonel Adams now, they are walking along a corridor in City Hospital. Harry Niles' room is right here at the end of the hall, Colonel. He... Uh-oh, what happened to the police guard? What police guard, Kent? There were two officers stationed outside his room. Great, Scott! What's the matter? Plenty. Well, I open this door. Look, Colonel. The room is empty. Harry Niles is gone. Well, now, don't get excited, Kent. They might have moved him to another room. Oh, wait. No, they didn't. 
He isn't anywhere in this hospital. He must have been taken away so that you and I couldn't prove the truth. Alarmed, Clark Kent probes every room in the hospital again with his X-ray vision. And the fact is that the mysterious Harry Niles has indeed been taken away beyond exposure. Where is Niles? And what will Kent do now to uncover what he knows to be a gigantic plot against Perry White and the people of Metropolis? There's a thrill a minute in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 9 of Ruler of Darkness on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Say, are you a candy maker? What do you mean? I'm an announcer. I hope. Well, then you'd better announce to your family that you'd like someone to make you Rice Krispies Marshmallow Squares. Crunchy, light as a feather, marshmallow squares. Golden all through with toasted bubbles of rice. Kellogg's Rice Krispies. Sure, that very same breakfast cereal is doubling for candy in a terrific way. I'm for it. When do we eat? Today. Just get somebody to fix you Rice Krispies Marshmallow Squares. The quick, easy recipes right on the package of Kellogg's Rice Krispies. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. You know what would come inconvenient in a situation like this? Is if we had a, a character who had the ability to not only x-ray the room, but go into a supply closet, change into a costume, fly around the building, and grab the faker and fly him over to Inspector Henderson to prove that Perry White was being framed. Unfortunately, having such a character would be obviously ridiculous. And so that's where we're left. Be sure and join us next Sunday for The Adventures of Clark Kent Newspaper Reporter with X-Ray Vision. So that's uh, my, my main complaint with the plot, if there is one. Well, I mean, if there's a complaint, obviously there's a plot, and I think it's uh, fairly uh, interesting. I wonder whether they just have spirited him away or whether they decided to do some more permanent damage to the gentleman who faked the wreck. Uh, a couple of notes on the advertisements. The Freedom Train was an actual train that traveled across America in 1947 and 48 with a lot of exhibits uh, reminding people of their American history and they had some uh, historic documents uh, on board. So it was basically a uh, museum on on uh, rail. And it traveled all across the country, incredible number of stops. It started in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and then really just went all over the country. Uh, there was controversy about the Freedom Train, uh, mainly because of uh, segregation, where there were a lot of cities where they would segregate when uh, black citizens were able to actually uh, come aboard the train, which I think obviously uh, illustrated a lot of what uh, Superman had been doing in the previous season and why that was necessary. On a much more positive note, I noted the ads for Rice Krispie Treats, and that really uh, is a treat. Now, um, we now, of course, have it where you can buy Rice Krispie Treats uh, ready-made, but here they're just being sold as a recipe and are very simple and uh, delicious. Those are one of those things that it's really hard for me to resist. And I'm not the only one. Um, actually, the local buffet, they serve uh, Rice Krispie Treats 
uh, as one of their desserts. So it's a kick to hear them being uh, described. And it's so nice because so many of the things we hear about on the program, you know, even uh, isn't around anymore. But Rice Krispies uh, uh, treats, now they've stood the test of time. Well, that will do it for us for today. Uh, if you do have a comment, send it to me, adam at adamsweb.us. Be sure and rate the show on iTunes. And uh, pick up your copy of The Speed of Santa, available now on the uh, Kindle store. Uh, but from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.